What's up, everybody? This is your main man, Tech Supreme, back with another episode of Rent Free with Tech Supreme. I am still getting things uh, together. Obviously, I switched everything around since the last time you may have seen uh, the setup. Uh, but, you know, uh, we're back with another episode. Finally, season three, episode 34 of Rent Free with Tech Supreme. If you look over this shoulder, you'll see a bit of the rebrand uh, that you will be seeing on social media and whatnot and the cover artwork for the podcast. It's been a long time. I'm a little rusty. Um, so we're going to see what to do. I've lost all my topics. That's fantastic. Um, but yeah, so let's just jump right into this, right? Uh, make sure my light's right. Everything seems to be cool. Um, I'm on a Rode Wireless Go 2 hooked up to my computer recording in OBS. Uh, so if it sounds crazy, just let me know. Uh, we'll work on it going forward. So. Uh, I'm back again. Now, uh, this year, and since it's the end of the year, I can say this, uh, I had goals this year. Uh, not so much resolutions, uh, even though I do believe it's okay to have New Year's resolutions. I know a lot of people kind of dunk on New Year's resolutions, but I think that's kind of silly. Uh, so yeah, I had some resolutions, and did I make them all? No, I didn't. Did I make some that I, I didn't think I was going to make? Absolutely. It's been a great year for, uh, for my growth in a lot of aspects. Um, even in failure, I learned a lot about myself and what I need to do and what I have to do um, and what I was doing wrong and what I was doing right. It's been a mixed bag. One of the things that I let go to the wayside was this podcast, and I hate that it happened, but I got extremely busy and in my head about the podcast. There's no, you know, there's no candy coating it. Um, I started a huge undertaking, so to speak, even though it's only a one day a week commitment, it took a lot of my energy mentally away from everything creative uh, pretty much. And that's a blessing and curse because, and I'm not gonna like be ambiguous about it. I started teaching music production at a middle school one day a week for four classes, about 20 to 25 kids each. So about a hundred kids every Monday. Um, and this is the, not, the best, not the best school district. The kids are kind of wild. And uh, so it took a lot of, it's a lot of, it's very frustrating. The situation was very frustrating uh, because, you know, you want more for these kids and you want more for people who look like you. Um, and it, it's a big, it's been a huge learning experience. Right now we're on winter break uh, between semesters. So when I go back in January to be all new kids and I'm looking forward to it, um, looking forward to overcoming some of the obstacles and using some of the things I've learned after the first semester. Um, but that took a lot of energy from me and losing a day of business a week kind of was sucked. Um, but it, I was able to still like keep, keep it going, keep everything flowing without a hitch. Um, but one of the things that fell to the wayside, I feel like was the podcast. Um, but we're trying to find ways to bring it back. I'm, I'm finding this way to bring it back as the best way possible where I can do it when I want to, when I feel good about it, when I have something to talk about. Another thing about the podcast that kind of bothers me, but I don't really talk about, is the fact that I feel like everyone's over-opinionated, and I have an opinion-based podcast, which is, it's kind of, it's kind of dumb. But is this a good outlet for me, so to speak? 
uh, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy making it. I enjoy putting them out. I enjoy the feedback that I get from people. So it is a fun experience for me to do. Um, is it hypocritical? For me, somewhat. It is somewhat hypocritical, but that's just what it is. Uh, especially with this age in which you're doing so many things creatively um, and you have to put yourself out there. Um, and in, in the world of content creation, like this is a part of my content, right? Like, if you know me, you know I, I post about my thoughts a lot, I make music, I do graphics, and I do podcasts. I've been doing this kind of side to side with the music for a long time. It all started with me and, and Tef Poe doing the Nightcap podcast. I actually started before then when I was uh, through Trackstar, hooked up with Wash U, and I was doing a radio show called Hip Hop Rockstar Radio. Uh, but then Nightcap Podcast, and then 60 Minute Shit Show, and now, you know, Rent Free with Tech Supreme, which is in my, my second year. So, uh, of just doing that one podcast. But, um, yeah, it's kind of been something that I just do, and I enjoy doing it, and I'm not going to stop doing it. And I'm going to keep putting out stuff, and I'm going to keep putting out content. I think I have a workflow that's going to be more conducive in 2024 to, you know, like, uh, my schedule. So there shouldn't be any more hitches as far as, as long as I can just sit down and do it, which is on me, and that's my goal for 2024, is to get on track with the podcast. Also, one of the big lessons I learned this year was that I suck at marketing, and that's fine. I'm a great graphic designer, but I suck at actually marketing. So this year, we're going to do things differently in which we're going to hire our weaknesses. We're going to outsource a lot of you know, what would basically be something that I would normally take on in-house in to just to make it better. And that goes with my businesses and with the podcast and the music. So that's kind of one of those big circle things that I'm going to be doing in 2024. That's my goal. Um, now, when I talk about consistency in the top of the year, if you go back to the old episodes, you will hear me talk about consistency. One thing that was near and dear to me that I wasn't consistent in, I am now consistent in, and that's music. And that has brought me so much joy. Um and so much energy and I have to owe a lot to Ronnie Notch for uh, believing in me and putting me in a position to teach music production um, to kind of reigniting that fire the fire kind of died out a while ago but uh, with this new uh, classes I'm, I'm teaching it made me really like hop back in my bag so to speak uh, as the young kids say so uh, I started learning a lot more about music theory uh, when I had to teach it. And I realized that I really like was making music for years and I got award, like Riff on Times, Producer of the Year Awards in, in 07 and Slumfest, Producer of the Year Award in 13. Um, I realized that I got all that without really a working knowledge of music theory. More like a, I had a, I had a, a, an audible understanding of it, so to speak. So like, I've, now that I know music theory a lot better, I went back and went through all like, these old beats that I plan on releasing in, in, the, recent, in the upcoming months. And it was still in track with music theory. I just wasn't pushing the boundaries and the limits of what I could do musically uh, without that knowledge. So that's been one of my favorite things. I got a new single coming out next Monday, well, this Monday, January 1st, 2024, uh, called The Other Side. And I'm really excited about it. I might throw a clip uh, in the, at the end of this. I might throw like the little snippet at the end of this uh, podcast. But I'm super excited about that. I'm just excited to get music out. It's been a couple years. The last thing I released was uh, 10 on 10 with Nick Min, uh, which was great. And it was received well. But that's the last thing I released. So I'm super excited to get my Grooveland uh, uh, EPs. This is the volume three. To get that out in January, February, sometime in the beginning of the year. I'm working with Midwest Avengers on a, on a joint album. 
Uh, so me and the Midwest Avengers and their band, I can't wait to, to get further along in that. Uh, we had a studio session maybe last month. I dropped them off with tons of beats and it was really positive. And I actually have, have some new stuff for them that I plan on um, sending to them. So I'm super excited about the, just the direction of music that I'm going in right now. The energy is back. And I couldn't, I could, honestly, I couldn't be happier with it. It's, it's honestly, um, I don't mind not doing the podcast if I can get that fire back. And now that I have that fire back, adding back in the things that, you know, that I want to do that I, uh, that I can create with, within that. So I'm super excited about everything going on in 2024. Uh, so that's my intro, that I'm on back intro and my new single coming out the other side. It's going to be on all streaming platforms. So this is a little commercial. Uh, this, so right now, this is the most confusing time in holidays, right? Because, like, the buildup for Thanksgiving is pretty big, right? You got Halloween in October, you got Thanksgiving in November, and then you got Christmas, and then you got New Year's. So right now, we're in between Christmas and New Year's. I don't know what that looks like for me, what, what New Year's looks like for me. I think I'm going to be chill. I'm going to be in the house because uh, I'm in a city in which they, they, just, they just, you know, they just do that. So I'm going to be in the house. One thing that me and my wife did last year, which we had a lot of fun, was on New Year's Day we ended up going out, and uh, we might do that again this year. Uh, but New Year's Eve, I like to be in the house. I like to be in the basement. This is where you know my studio is, and my I got a whole bunch of recreational stuff over there. Uh, I got a bar right over here. Like I like being in the house on New Year's Eve. I've been in juvenile concerts on New Year's Eve. I've been in clubs. I've been in bars. I've been all over. I enjoy being at home more than anything else. It just seems to me just uh, smarter and safer. And like, good dumb things happen at dumb hours, right? And dumb places. So like, I just prefer not to be in those environments, especially on a night where everyone is like tons and tons and tons of people pew pewing in the air. So. Just going to be at home and maybe kick it New Year's Day, which is, you know, it's more fun that way to me, too, because a lot of my homies are industry homies. They work in the service industry, so they're off, so they're trying to kick it. So that's more than likely the plan. Um, Christmas was cool. We had a, uh, a fun Christmas Eve where we spend the Christmas Eve with family, and then me and my wife, we just hang around Christmas Day. So we did all that Christmas Eve, got it all knocked out, and that was a good time. Uh, then Christmas Day, we just stood around the house and drank a lot of mimosas. It was fantastic. We ended up going to a bar later that night, grabbed some food and some drinks, and just watched football. It was probably one of the most relaxing, chilling Christmases I've ever had. So you don't always have to turn up. It was, it was a good time for me, absolutely. Um, I'm looking at my notes real quick because normally I would do this in front of the computer, but I have it set up where I don't have to, so I can just look at the camera and focus on that. Um... NBA is going on. They have the NBA in-season tournament, and I, it's cool, I guess. I feel like it's a waste, but it, if it brings more money, the NBA is going to do it. It brought more attention, I guess. Everyone's slamming the Lakers because they won the in-season tournament, and they hung a banner, and everyone's like, Kobe Bryant wouldn't have gone for that, and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have, but that's neither here nor there. The in-season tournament, I guess it was okay. The best thing to have enough of them was those crazy courts. Um... Yeah, that's about it on that. Like, there's not, it's not too much you can talk about. It's to me, it seems very, very, very pointless. But what do I know? Um, the big thing for me in the NBA is I've been enjoying a lot of the NBA. Of course, I always get the NBA League Pass, so I always watch every game. The one thing that bothers me right now is how they treat uh, Ja Morant versus how they're treating Josh Giddy. If you don't know, Josh Giddy is under investigation for the last month, and I, I want to use quotations for investigation. Uh, for basically having a relationship with an underage woman. Now, um, comes out 
the thing is, she might have been 15 or 16 at the time. The parents aren't cooperating, so I guess they're getting a, a dead end. And it's been exactly a month tomorrow that the investigation launched, and we haven't heard anything about it. But at the same time, so basically you have a, a, a statutory rape situation in the NBA with an NBA starter. Um, but they're sweeping under the rug because he is an uh, Australian, so he's not a person of color. Uh, they suspended Kyrie Irving for sharing an Amazon link. And John Morant, within all legal terms, was did nothing illegal, just something immoral, by flashing a gun on his live, and they suspended him for 25 games, which is an insane amount of time to suspend somebody uh, for not committing a crime. Sure, it went against the moral clause in his contract, uh, but that was a really, really harsh thing, and I... I I'd rather someone flash their guns on Instagram being a gangster, whatever, fake gangster, whatever you want to call it, than statutory raping someone. And I got on YouTube underneath, I don't know exactly where this video was, but I basically was like, yo, like, this is crazy that he's not being in trouble for this. And the hordes, hordes, hordes of comments against me saying that, like, he did nothing wrong. Um, if he didn't know his age, it's all good. If, she didn't know, if he didn't know her age, it's all good. And then just, just tons of people uh, basically coming to Josh Giddy's defense. And that is crazy to me because, like, he legitimately, like, if he didn't know, he did know. It's still statutory rape, bro. Like, it's still a crime. It's still dirty as fuck. It's still illegal. Like, so, like, it is your responsibility as an adult to not have sex with people underage. Like, how hard is that? And if Giddy, like just didn't, like, just didn't know. Ignorance is not an excuse for innocence. Ignorance is not in innocence. Like, that's crazy to me that people actually, like, will champion this guy and, like, defend him. And it seems so black and white to me. It seems so cut cut dry. Like, I don't understand this, this like, the way people think. And I just feel like someone, one of the last comments was, you're just jealous. Why would I be jealous? That's disgusting. That's absolutely disgusting. Even more so, if someone's 15, I got 12, 13-year-old students. That's disgusting. That's super disgusting. I, I can't fathom it, right? It, it makes me sick, and it makes me like, where's Chris Hansen? Like, we need Chris Hansen back on these streets. Because, like, these people should not be, like, these people who are justifying this are blending in with the rest of society. You know what I mean? Like, they're just, like right there with everybody else and like you really really got to protect your kids and like really got to find out what they doing what they on because like it's no doubt in my mind like it's possible that like she lied whatever but like that still for me doesn't doesn't excuse it at all i remember this is a story time i remember when i was in in college i was a freshman in college and my homie justin had this this homegirl that would come by and see him and, and you know we were flirting thought thought she was cute but she was a senior in high school I'm a freshman in college. That means there's one year difference. And I would not mess with her, bro. I would not mess with her until the next year where she was, she graduated and she was 18. And I was, I was still like, we're the same age. We're basically the same age because I graduated high school slightly early. But I just, that one little, like you in high school, like, nah, like, nah. And I'm just, I'm like literally months older. Like, that's it. But it was just the optics for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is like, I just didn't like how that looked. I didn't like how that felt. So I wasn't with that shit. And a lot of dudes don't keep that energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of dudes would, like, loser dudes do, like, do this, too. Like, they'll be, like, late 20s, early 30s and praying on, like, high school chicks. And, like, back in the day, oh, kind of knew, like, oh, yeah, these girls be messing with older dudes or whatever. Those dudes are fucking losers, bro. Like, they are super losers. Uh, and, like, that's evident now. I don't think we really knew that then. Um, but, like, some people just wired differently and, like, 
it's kind of corny. I, I really can't rock with it. Let me know what you think in the comments. I think it's I think it's absolutely crazy that people defend Josh Giddy. I, I feel like it's crazy that he's still playing basketball. Um, honestly, even until like I like. NBA should you should be suspended until the investigation's over, and that way that would speed up the process. He ain't tripping, like he he balling, he don't care, it's whatever. But he definitely, you know, they definitely need to do something about this. And I think a lot of people are watching this and seeing how they how they respond. Um, one other thing that really bothered me this week, moving on, is Dr. Umar. Now I don't know too much about Dr. Umar. I, I'm sure he really is a doctor. But uh, he goes on these rants about interracial relationships. And y'all know my wife is a white woman. Uh, so I have a lot of opinions on this. Now, what he was on Joe Button's podcast earlier last week. And he just basically said, like, if you date a white woman, woman, if you date outside of your race, you are not pro-black. And I wholeheartedly disagree uh, and I got into arguments on Twitter about this with people. If you don't know, at uh, Tech Supreme is the Twitter handle, and I'm active on there. Um, I got a lot of arguments about this because, like, a lot of a lot of black people feel like you can't be pro-black. And then when I ask this question, they just don't have a good answer for it, right? And the question is, if a racist white person marries a black person, can they still be racist? And 100% everyone says yes. Okay, so you're telling me that if, as a black man who's pro-black his whole entire life. If I marry a white woman, I'm no longer pro-black. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. And me personally, I'm very pro-black. I've been pro-black my whole, I've been black my whole life. So like, I have no other choice. Um, I didn't marry my wife because of her skin color. I married her because of her. And I've dated tons of races. Like it just, for me, maybe it's because I'm from New Jersey and a lot of these people I'm arguing with may not be from a place that's uh, as inclusive, right? As far as uh, a mil like New, New Jersey, New York, like North Jersey, New York City, we're right outside. It's a melting pot. Like, it is what it is. Like, I didn't even have a chance to, to really uh, be all about, like, just one race because, like, I was raised around Spanish people, Hispanics, Polish, because I grew up, like, my, my main schooling in New Jersey was in a, a basically a Polish town, uh, Linden, New Jersey. And so, like, my best friend was, was Polish. My, my best friend in middle school was Czechoslovakian. Um, before that switched over, so uh, I just I just never had a chance to be ignorant or racist, I guess you know, like because I just grew up in a place that was just like literally every race was there. Like I grew up in New York City and North Jersey. It's literally like honestly, I, honestly, and this is real talk. I didn't I didn't go to school uh, with predominantly black people until I moved to St. Louis my sophomore year of high school at University City High School. Like that's when. You know, I was like, wow, like, this is amazing. But, like, before then, it was just so diverse. It was just natural. So I never really thought of it like that. Like, so I, I can't, it's hard for me to fathom, like, that, that type of, I don't know, systematic programming, almost, where, like, you can't even be open-minded. And, like, you, you have to stop your cause because of this, the X, Y, and Z. And uh, trust me, if there's any causes on the other side, they're not stopping it for any reason. I mean... If you're racist and like say you're you're Billy Bob and you're racist and your your best friend um, I don't know Thomas dates a black person if you're racist that may alienate you um, but like I don't think it'd be as widespread as what I'm getting with like oh you're just not black you're not pro black like that's the dumbest shit ever bro like I don't know that's just ignorant to me so when it comes to Dr Umar I've never been a fan I'm not ever going to be a fan. Um, 
it's just like so divisive for our own people. And that's neither here nor there, but it's, it's crazy. But yeah, you know, if you, let me know your thoughts on that, how you feel about it. Uh, I've clearly said how I feel about it. I don't really rock with it. Uh, I feel like love is love. You can't gatekeep love. You can't even, I don't even think you have a true say in it. Um, like it just happens. And um, one thing I learned in high school is like, you don't choose who you fall in love with. Like it just, it literally just happens. And if you date with that, that type of list, requirements, purpose, and that's, that's possibly why your relationships are failing uh, because you're going through so convoluted and so uh, stuck on this rigid programming that you are not allowing yourself to be open to the world. I think that's a lot, that's a lot with everybody because one thing I'm battling with at school is homophobia. And I know just by pure numbers, there's going to be people who grow up or who, now who have those thoughts and those feelings um, but it's it's being clouded by all the ignorance that have been taught to these kids because it's not natural to feel this way. It has to be taught. So like all the F-bombs and slurs that I hear on a daily basis, I've tried so hard to to fight against it and to teach how that's not the right way. Unfortunately for me, they go home to it. And I, I feel like their parents are hateful and that's where they pick it up from. And it's unfortunate, but like it's a fight that I will. I'm willing to while I'm while I'm in that space. It's a fight that I'm going to do. My mother, um, she was bisexual. My brother is bisexual. So like I, even though I'm not close to them like that, I still feel like it's my responsibility to create a safe space for for people who who feel that way, who fall into that category. So it's my mission to the point where like. Some kids question my sexuality, which I tell them it's none of your business either way. Like, it's just literally none of your business. I don't know why you guys care this much. But it's really, it's really gross. But it comes to this thing where, like, they don't understand that love is love, attraction is attraction, uh, and, and the world is not black and white. It is a spectrum. And it's okay just, just like, be understanding, caring, and loving, and open, and create that safe space, and you'll get a lot further in life. A lot of these kids, I don't think they're getting prepared properly for adult life, and they're going to get a rude awakening one way or the other. I told one kid that, look, you understand that if you go out in the world and you talk to them like you talk to people around you now, you're going to, under, you're going to get hands-on training, and you don't want that. And it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. So I know I, I switched from Dr. Umar to interracial relationships to... But it's all about love is love. It's all about acceptance. It's all about everyone is here on this on this hurling rock, on this, you know, this joy voyage through space. And let's just make this a great place for everybody. Um, and obviously we're far away from that. And hopefully in a hundred years, it's you know, it's all evened out, I I suppose, you know? Um, so just trying to keep an eye on the clock. But yeah. Uh, so that was that. Now Speaking of uh, mental health is huge. I've always talked about mental health. And I did something, and I think you guys would be proud of me, that I normally wouldn't have thought to do, but it has helped my mental health and it has guarded my mental health. And that is, y'all know your boy loves Marvel. Big Marvel fan, uh, big comic book fan in general, big comic book movies fan. fan. Um, I have boxes of comic books from my childhood. I have movie posters everywhere. I'm a diehard Marvel apologist. Um, but what I had to do 
was I had to unsubscribe from all the spoiler YouTube channels, all the all the the heavy spoilers. Even though I, I think Paul's fantastic, I think his channel's fantastic. I've had conversations with him on Twitter. Super big. I'm a I'm a fan of his work. Um, Screen Crush, uh, Emergency Awesome. I had to unfollow all of them, and then I had to go on Twitter and I had to mute everything that mentioned comic book movies because it was just too negative. Uh, I think it's bandwagony. We've talked about this before. I think it's just a trend to be like, I don't like Marvel. I don't like this. Now, I admit DC is bad, but Marvel's never been bad like that, in my opinion. So, like, I kept on, like, the algorithm kept feeding me so much negative. Like, boom, like, the Marvels come out. We hate it. We hate women. Ah. And then She-Hulk, we hate women. Ah. And then, like, they they had the nerve to say that that Marvel in this phase hasn't put out any good movies, and we got No Way Home, we got Black Panther two, we got um, uh, Madness. Um, what is this? Doctor Strange, Multitude of Madness. So much good things, and like to me, I'm like they can they can honestly they can do no wrong in my eyes. Like, does some things fall flat? Yes, some things unfortunately fall flat. That is the nature of content. But has it been bad? Has it been grossly horrible? No, it's been fine. Um, now. If you go into it with the lens of, I hate women, so a movie with three women leads, yeah, you're going to hate it. I hate women, and here's She-Hulk, you're going to hate it. Um, the things that everyone heralds, like, is this the only, like, only thing you can like is white-led male movies? And even then, like, someone said that Spider-Man No Way Home wasn't good. Like, that was probably one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen in my life, bro. And, like, I don't chase Endgame and Infinity War. I understand that's a flash in the pan. That's a that's lightning striking. That may not ever happen again. I get that. If I want Endgame feeling, I'm going to go watch Endgame. Jay-Z said, if you like my old shit, listen to my old albums. That's what it is. Like, get over your nostalgia. Get over that. Enjoy what you got now. It's fine. It's good stuff. It's entertaining. I saw Namor, which is, like, my number one favorite comic book hero, on the live screen. I'm sold. I'm happy. This phase will do no wrong. We're getting Blade in the MCU. I'm happy. You know what I mean? What If? I love What If Comics. And I read What If Comics before the show was announced. Season one. I've been reading What If Comics for years. I'm happy with What If. It's amazing. Right now, we're in the midst of What If? Season two. They're dropping episodes every day leading up to, I guess, New Year's. Amazing. Amazing storylines. There's nothing wrong here. But everyone's being so negative. And then, like, you get the news places... The, uh, the like the the IGNs and the uh, Dexeros or whatever they're just like they just want clicks. So like if everyone's gonna be negative, they're gonna be negative, and then it becomes like this overwhelming just negative tone around the MCU. I don't think they deserve, and I as a fan I don't want to hear it or see it. Once I blocked all those words, like every single actor's name, everything, I've been consuming Marvel content in a much better light. Am I sad Jonathan Majors got found guilty? First of all, never put your hands on a woman. Fuck you, Jonathan Majors, for putting your hand on a woman. You could have easily avoided this by being a good human. Easily. So you, they, also I think what they're going to do is they're going to say, hey, he's not, he's not Kang, because they did shit within hours of his guilty verdict, and then they're going to wait till it dies down a couple years later to bring him back. That's what I think they're going to do anyway. But like, don't fumble the bag being stupid, and don't put your hands on women. Simple concept. I don't understand how that's like you're a millionaire. At this point, Jonathan Majors has to be, if not a millionaire, damn close to it. What are you doing putting your hands on anybody? You're fucking up the bag. Do better. Get some therapy. You know? And yeah, it takes two to tangle. And I've been in toxic relationships. Once I realized I was in a toxic relationship, I got the fuck out of the toxic relationship. Once I realized the concept of toxic relationships, never got another one again. Because... 
fuck that. And there are some people on this planet who can bring toxicity out of you. That, that's just how it is. Even though you, you might like this person, you might care for this person, they may care for you, the oil and vinegar don't mix. The oil and water, sorry, eh, don't mix. And some, so some people have that, that energy. And it just when it, and and I, I I do believe that you can have one person uh, who's not a bad person, another person who's not a bad person. When they get together, they become a bad person. That's crazy, but I've seen it. Let me know what you think about that. Um, so that's my Marvel rant. You know I've got to get one off, and it's been a few months. I think I, my last episode was July or August, right? What time I started school? So I don't think it's a coincidence that I stopped making these episodes, but. Um, you know I was going to get one off. You know I had to get a Marvel conversation off. Uh, now, DC, uh, they just dropped Aquaman. And don't worry, we're about to get out of here. You know, I don't like, I don't like to keep these podcasts too long. Uh, DC dropped Aquaman 2, which is like the last movie in the DCEU. Was it mid? Yes. Was it fun? Yeah, I love Jason Momoa. It was fun. Uh, Amber Heard was in it. I wish she was in it more. I don't think she should be slighted because of her situation with Johnny Depp. It's all gross on both sides. And I don't know the particulars of it because I don't give a shit. Um, but... Was it a pointless movie? Yes. Everything DC does has been pointless up until uh, we get the first James Gunn movie, which I think is coming soon. So we have to keep our eyes out for that. But I, Aquaman, is it good? No. It's okay. It's all right. It's, just, it's stuff happening. And it's, Jason Momoa is fantastic. The cast is fantastic. Patrick Wilson's fantastic. Um, uh, Nicole Kidman, right? I believe she's the, the mother. Cool, she's fantastic. The guy who played in the Clone Wars, I don't forget his name. Uh, he was uh, Bubble Fett. Uh, fantastic. Just not, it's not top tier. It's not what you need to go spend your hard-earned money at the movies on Friday night for. Go Tuesday, when it's $5. Go Thursday if you got student ID. Wait for it to come on max. Might, you might have something there. You might have a nice little Friday night, right? Watch it at home. Watch it when it comes out. Buy it on streaming. Buy it on digital. Well, you know, that's not it's not a bad movie to have in that you need some 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 action going, boom, throw it in there. You know? It's cool, but it's not like ah, fire, you know. And so I if I graded a scale of one to ten, I gotta give Aquaman two, maybe a six point two. Uh it's a, it's I don't even think it's 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 uh, I don't know if it's better than the first. Uh the actor that plays Black Mantis, I Black Manta, I like him a lot. I think it's fantastic, but this is not like He's just not in a fire movie. Uh, I, it's okay. It's mid. Uh, higher, slightly higher than average because it's not like uh, Eternals. I think Eternals was not that great. Just like after the fact. Um, Suicide Squad 1, that's like, that gets a 4, you know, so a 4 or 5 or just right in the middle. So like 6.2 is cool for me for Aquaman 2. Um, now, the Marvels, just to bring it back, a lot of people didn't like the Marvels. I love the Marvels. I've only seen it once, so I don't have an opinion on it. When it comes on digital, I'm definitely going to given a, a, a hardcore review on it. Right now, I'll give Marvel's, only because of um, the woman who plays Ms. Marvel, Ilani, I think her name is Ilana, Ilani, uh, she's gonna give her, she, her performance, I gotta give it an eight. So like, that's just right now. Uh, that could change, that can get lower or higher. I love the movie, I love Photon, uh, Maria Rambeau. Um, is it Maria or Monica Rambeau? I know, is either, either the mother is Maria or the daughter's Maria. I don't know which one, but uh, I love the Easter eggs at the end. Fire, uh, of course, Brie Lawson is, is an amazing Captain Marvel to me. She knocks it out the park. Uh, there was a scene in the Marvels where um, 
Photon Maria Rambo had to fly, and Nick Fury, and she didn't know how to, and Nick Fury's like, use Black Girl Magic, and she flew. And I thought that was cute and dope. Uh, so, like, those type of things, I enjoy. I enjoy, like, the little tongue-in-cheek moments, um, as well as the good action. And also, Loki Season 2, I can't, I can't leave the podcast without talking about Loki Season 2. Um, and the reason why I made me think about that is because the villain in the Marvels is married to, she's a black woman, ah, married to uh, Tom Hiddleston. And they had the most amazing week. They had the Loki season finale and her premiere of the movie. That's got to be like a Marvel first. Uh, I thought that was super dope. She did a great, fantastic job. I understood her motivations in the movie. I understood exactly how she felt and why she was doing it. It, it Obviously, you get one movie, you get an hour and a half, two hours to flush out a villain. It's kind of hard to do. But I think she did a fantastic job. Um, but Loki season two, the finale, it was emotional. That season was an emotional roller coaster. That's a 9.8 out of 10. Uh, that's top tier Marvel writing. And I think it's because of Tom Hiddleston. I think his acting is so good. And you have uh, uh, the, what is, it, what is his name? He plays Morbius, Mobius, uh, Wilson, right? Luke Wilson, maybe? Um, I, for some reason, I, I'm drawing a blanks. Every time the camera's on, I forget names. Uh, but he was fantastic. Oh, it's Owen Wilson, I think. Because um, I think Luke Wilson's his brother. But Owen Wilson is fantastic. Man, uh, just just fire. Just full, pure fire. Uh, Sylvie's fire. The whole thing was fire. It was executed well. Um, the guy who played Ouroboros, I definitely don't know his name off the top of my head. He was fantastic. And he just I just love him. Like He just seems like such a great person. Like just to just to see on screen, it's just, he just brings joy for some some odd reason. It was fantastic. Nine point eight out of ten. Um, probably one of the best uh, Disney Plus shows that they've ever come out with is Loki one and two, uh, easily. Um, that's it for the podcast. I do want to say going forward, we're gonna do our best to be consistent. I need some good feedback though. So if you hear this, leave a comment, leave a like, share it. Um, we're on YouTube, so hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. Uh, pass it on to your friends. Give me some feedback. Uh, here's the, the after this is done, I'm gonna play the new single for a bit, and uh, yeah, uh, just stay tuned. We're gonna keep it going. Season three is episode 34. I am Tech Supreme. It is my pleasure to be here. I appreciate you, and I will see you guys on the next episode. Peace, and have a fucking happy new year. Be safe out there. Okay, no pew pews in, in the air. Next time.